we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Good evening, folks. You're listening to the Hour of the Time. I'm William Cooper. ...is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Time, weather, and... Veteran of three foreign wars, entrepreneur, and warrior poet, Tony Arterburn takes on the issues facing our country, civilization, and planet. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. First show of the new year. Broadcasting from deep in the heart of Texas. Good to see all of you streaming live on freeworld.fm uh, and of course uh, my home station 9:30 a.m. the answer in San Antonio. I am uh, happy to be back. Uh, there was a lot, there was so much that's gone on in the last couple of weeks, and I wasn't able to do a show last week because we hosted the David Knight show. And uh, man, I just tell you what, there's there's so much to talk about in 24. Uh, what we're going into the the economic societal changes, you know, really this has been my wheelhouse for a long time, and it's it's finally here. This is the uh, the culmination of of the fourth turning, ladies and gentlemen. We are watching a, an upheaval, a uh, creative destruction, if you will. Some of it planned, uh, some of it is organic. As a matter of fact, I'm going to talk about a couple of different things in the show today that really caught my eye. There's a there's some phraseology being floated around in the zeitgeist and the stuff that catches my attention. It maybe not doesn't get all the coverage that it should, but there's some phrases and I you, you pick up on them. There's there's subtle things like uh, like black swan. You hear the, the phrase black swan a lot. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what that means. And I, I've tossed that around for the fat last few years. But um, I think I think we're watching. There's so many. Uh, something that Winston Churchill said that the terrible ifs accumulate, <laughs> and they certainly do. The terrible ifs uh, accumulate. So we've got not only the uh, change in our currency system that's coming, with the BRICS nations continuing to form alliances and, and gathering more nations in their periphery, like Mexico and Saudi Arabia and. Uh, even Japan looking at to to join the BRICS nations, which are 40% of the world's population just within themselves with Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and more countries uh, dumping the dollar, which, again, is going to lead to a lot of chaos and a lot of turbulence. And, and, and this is some of it. Some of it actually could be for the good. 
Uh, but a lot of that just gets blown back on us and the American people. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, too, because look, everything there's going to be so much uh, history happening. And everything that I talk about really is about trends. I mean, look at the, the price of gold. Uh, I pulled up an article. Let's see if we can. And there's like three of them that are talking about gold is going to break records in uh, 2024. Yeah, this is uh, just the Money Metals article over on Zero Hedge. Gold is set to make history in 2024. Now, I know you guys, hey, Tony, you're a precious metals dealer. Well, th the thing is, this has that is a reflection of everything else that is that is going on. You know, if you follow the currency, right, the, the fiat is fake. It's the head of the snake. If you go back and you follow the origin story of fake money, then you find out that it is really the, you know, that's ground zero. It, it's, it's born out of everything fake that we have, whether it's fake politicians, fake wars, fake news, uh, fake companies, zombie corporations, all of those things stem out of fake money. They stem out of our fake currency system because it's a it's it's very sophisticated. It's economic alchemy. It's a magic trick. It literally is magic that they've invoked. If you know anything about the origins of the Federal Reserve, and then that's this is coming to uh, not necessarily an end, but what it's coming to is there's going to be a transformation. It's becoming something else. So if you have normalcy bias and you're like, well, you know, tomorrow should look like today because it looks a lot like yesterday. Well, that's not how history works. You know, there's uh, that famous quote from uh, Hemingway, uh, you know, in one of his books, uh, asked somebody uh, how they went broke. He said, well, gradually, then suddenly. So really, it's just gradually and then suddenly. And we have these massive changes. Uh, I was on the David Knight show yesterday. And uh, I said that, you know, we're talking about the digital dollar and they ended up titling the, the interview. The dollar's not going uh, to zero. It's going to digital. It's something I say all the time. There's going to be this is this is where we are. There's transformations happening all around us. I mean, I grew up watching politics, being interested in it, being fascinated by the the process. I mean, I was even thinking the other day, like, you know, there's. What happened to these political artists, if you will, like these uh, these guys, like they would call in, remember Lee Atwater? Lee Atwater was one of these uh, people that they would call in to fix a campaign. You know, they'd call him in to fix uh, George H.W. Bush's 1988 campaign. Lee Atwater ended up dying of brain cancer, but he was a, a ground level genius, you know, and he could actually sway elections, you know, uh, put implanting things into the, the public consciousness. They don't really do that anymore. Uh, it's, it, it's not really designed for that anymore. It's not really to capture anything. If you notice, none of the parties run on much of anything that excites their voters. <laughs> Has anybody noticed that? It's, they give them just enough it's like it's like you're in a, a a toxic failed relationship and the other person you know doesn't necessarily want to leave because maybe it's financial or it's just comfortable or whatever and it's like they give you just enough uh so you don't leave or just enough not to invoke your departure right just just enough like a, an employee who just does just enough and that's i think 
and maybe they're not even doing just enough anymore. I, I, the, if you've seen the the headlines and I mean, if we're, are we really being serious about the primaries? Is anybody being serious about the primaries? Does anybody, does anybody care? I, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around uh, what all of it means. I, I think there's probably, it's a pageant with, uh, on the Republican side, you've got uh, Nikki Haley, which I've been warning all of you about Nikki Haley for years and years. I'm saying this is the, this is the, the agent of the globalist. This is the military industrial complex, neocon. Uh, this is the, uh, the darling of those who would want to make sure that they placate to values voters, placate to so-called conservatives, the, the, the right doesn't know what right wing is anymore. It's, she's going to placate to that, and she's going to be a formidable force in the future. Well, lo and behold, that's what's happening. I don't know what that means uh, as far as the primaries, but you know, as, if if I'm uh, looking into the future, pretty much it's a Donald Trump uh, sweep, right? I mean, we all see that the uh, the agents of uh, <laughs> the brain dead agents of of the globalist the 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 operating left, whatever they are, uh, have made Donald Trump a martyr and uh, continue to solidify his support by, you know, persecuting him for nonsense and things that, well, you know, there's a lot of things that you could actually bring up that he did, but uh, that they won't do that. It's all stuff that's nonsense and it'll, you know, drag him through court and just solidify his base. So I don't see him not uh, gaining the, the nomination. But again, what are the issues that any of these candidates anywhere, except for maybe you get an RFK Jr., maybe touching the periphery of some things that we need to discuss, but I don't see any national candidates even breaching. Uh, what about central bank digital currency? What about the fact that we're losing the world's reserve currency status of the dollar? What about the fact that we are on a hair trigger for World War Three? I, I know, folks, that Ukraine, that we're not, again, all the billions of dollars that gave to T-shirt, man, I understand uh, that's gone on for a long time and nothing happened. But you do realize that there's a spark there. There's there's danger in it. If you know anything about the history of world wars or how things kick off, uh, things have started with less. So I would, again, I don't think that's over. Uh, I, I'm glad that it's the support is dwindling in the West and we're not just, you know, readily uh, sending them money from the Treasury hand over fist. Uh, but I don't think that we're going to stop sending them money. I mean, it's too much of a money laundering station for the elites. I mean, both parties love Ukraine. I mean, John McCain wanted to bring it into NATO. Um, I'm sure Lindsey, Lindsey Graham wants to fight to the last Ukrainian and your kids and wants to make sure that your kids go over there, too. But then you have uh, the Israel-Gaza issue, which is not really Gaza and Hamas versus Israel. It's uh, Iran and its proxies, and this is language. This is geopolitical reshuffling of the grand chessboard. So those things aren't off the table. And we don't hear a lot from candidates other than, you know, when you get the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, He's that's the first thing he does is fund Israel, even though... Israel owns 75% of the NASDAQ. <laughs> why, why do they need my money? 
Why, why am I giving money to the state of Israel? They're a very powerful nation. They have a first-rate air force, a first-rate army. They don't ever have to use it. I mean, we do all of their fighting in the Middle East for them. We've been doing that uh, since pretty much its inception. Has anybody ever asked that question? I mean, terrorism doesn't really threaten Israel. Not really. It's not, it's not going to destroy Israel. They have 300 atomic weapons. What threatens Israel is nation states like Iran, like Iraq, like, like Syria, uh, Lebanon, uh, Egypt. You know, these, these well, and of course, uh, you can't throw in Saudi Arabia because they work so close together, the House of Saud and uh, the Israelis. But again, these are all the, 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 the terrible ifs. And this is how we open up 2024. It's pretty, it's pretty, to even cover, you know, in an hour, going over the, the broad spectrum of things is a daunting task. Anyway, I, I'm going to, I'm going to lead off with some financial stuff because this is parapolitics and precious metals. As we know, this is the Art of Burn Radio Transmission, but gold, and the reason I go back to that, the reason it's important to look at is because this is how you're going to mark the changes in first starting in the economic system of the United States and then bleeding into the societal and geopolitical aspects of the American empire. For a long time, ever since the 1970s, when you know Nixon took us off the gold standard in 71, gold went up 2,000% in the 1970s. And again, the reason it did that is not because gold went up in value, it's because the dollar lost purchasing power. By the end of the 70s, I think, you know, you had the head of the Federal Reserve was Paul Volcker. They raised interest rates to the teens to, to curtail inflation. And uh, this was the time of Jimmy Carter. And, you know, Jimmy Carter had a word for where the economy was. They called it malaise. And at the same time, the Hunt family, the Hunt brothers in Texas, who had a vast oil fortune. Matter of fact, they uh, they own they own the rights to the oil in Libya before a young Colonel Gaddafi uh, came to power and uh, he nationalized the oil. But they, the Hunt brothers and the Hunt family, own that. Well, they tried to corner the silver market in the seventies for the same reason you and I buy silver. Uh, or gold, but they they chose silver because they thought, well, this is you know again uh, undervalued. They looked at it the same way I do now, and they started buying massive amounts of physical silver and just literally cornering the market where they where the prices would have to be reevaluated. And the deep state came in and bankrupted the hunts, and no one since has ever tried to do that. Uh, and again, that's that is the tell. The powers that be have been at war with monetary metals uh, ever since we went off the gold standard. And probably before that, because you look at the, uh, the 1965 uh, era of our coinage, they just became Chuck E. Cheese tokens. We took all the silver out of them, making them worthless. They're just fiat nonsense. The world took notice in 1965 through 70, and they started repatriating their dollars and wanting the gold at the gold window that was promised to them in 1944 at the Bretton Woods Agreement. So that all fell apart. And when the deep state and the powers that be, the, the folks you don't see behind the dummies that they put up in Washington or whoever your elected official is, 
they decided that they're going to be at war with metal. They're going to be at war with precious metals. And this has been a constant battle between the dollar, which is the petrodollar, and the uh, the price of, of metals. And that's getting out of control at a certain level. And you see the BRICS nations, they want a completely different commodity exchange rate. And every other central bank on earth right now, that's any any major central bank is a net buyer of gold except one. And that's the Federal Reserve Bank. That's the, the Bank of the United States, if you want to call it that, even though it's not our bank and it's a private, privately owned uh, international banking consortium that has nothing to do with you. So that's what's happening. And those things are coming apart. So as the, the American influence wanes and the percentage of currency uh, transactions and transa financial transactions around the world decline in dollars, the power of the, pr the purchasing power of gold, of silver, they, they're going to start revaluating. And I don't know where that ends, but you see, I mean, we're, we're marking the end of 2023. Gold hit its all-time high. You know, again, breaking where it was in 2020. And I, I think it should have done this a long time ago, but we've had a lot of intervention from the Federal Reserve. I mean, Jerome Powell has raised rates faster than any time in history. I mean, you talk about the 70s where they got interest rates into the teens. You know, it's 14% to get a mortgage, folks. Uh, they did that to... And it's funny, no one ever asked the question, how did, why did that happen? You know, why, why is there inflation? It just became a natural part of life, you know, because you just, you get slowly, gets introduced into your everyday business, you know, everything that you're doing, it kind of just bleeds into it and you become uh, just desensitized. But it's not part of the American experience, it's not supposed to happen that way. Well, they've raised rates faster than any time in history. Uh, they've all, already announced because the uh, our economy, and it's an election year, uh, no surprise there, it's addicted to cheap fiat currency and debt. And those zombie corporations need to be fed and all the things that happen. Right? This is not your, your father's stock market. We're not talking about profit anymore. This is talking, this is ESG. This is environmental social governance. It's how are you behaving? How, what is what is your behavior as a multinational corporation? Are you a subsidiary of one of the major banking holding companies? You know, are you being a good uh, servant to the uh, bankster overlords? That's your new uh, score. That's your new profitability. So this has this has nothing to do with whether you have a good idea or a better widget. We live in an inverse economy. This. Uh, does anybody think we have a free uh, market economy anymore? We'd be deflationary. Uh, things would cost less all the time, not more. Uh, that's, and of course, you only have that if you have sound money too, but you put those things together, you should have things that would be cheaper because there should be a better way to make something, a better way to deliver it, you know, more efficient. That's the way always, things always turn out that way in a free market. But if you notice, prices go up. In the supply chain, because you were you were locked down and told you were not essential when Anthony Fauci was made president, 
uh, of the country, uh, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of small businesses were shut down. Not the big box, uh, right? But this is what happens, right? Well, this is the top-down authoritarian uh, Marxian system that's been implemented. And the rest of us, like Gore Vidal said, we have uh, socialism for the rich and free enterprise for the poor. You know, if I don't make payroll, if I don't have a better product, if I don't serve my customers on my level, I go bankrupt. And not just like in a day or two, probably in an hour, okay? It's like, I don't have much choice. Uh, I have to perform, I have to be excellent, or I die. Well, that's not how, I don't respect these, uh, you know, these, I'm supposed to like follow some of these uh, billionaires and so on, and they're supposed to be masters of the universe, uh, whatever. You know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're always bailed out. You know, there's always a golden parachute. Um, you know, you're not a tightrope walker. You're LARPing. You know, you're a figurehead. Uh, you're a T-shirt. You're not interesting to me. I don't follow any of those people. Uh, I grew up around entrepreneurs. I grew up around people that built stuff, real courageous entrepreneurs, people that had uh, guts and vision. And you don't see that a lot anymore. You know, I was talking to my son about that. I was like, hey, you know, the world's wide open for you, son. I mean, if there's not many people that are competing for you, your space anymore, uh, most of the time they're just kind of given up. Well, I don't like that attitude because that's exactly what the elites want. So let's talk a little bit about uh, gold to set make, to make history. Let's, uh, let me X out of this program and get you into another screen. But we're going to go through a little flurry of articles. I appreciate all of you uh, joining today. Let me set this up here real quick. I've got uh, a new background I'm going to put up here in the studio. I just ordered some some new images, and we've got a, a new paratruther coming out, by the way. I'm going to do uh, release one on uh, UFOs, and it's, it's going to be a deep dive. I've got uh, Chris Graves. Mr. Anderson, Billy Ray Valentine, we're going to do a roundtable on best history. What are they? You know, just, just some philosophical implications, all the good stuff. I am in Denison, Texas, uh, the, uh, the first place that the term flying saucer was used. And in the late 1870s, by the way. This is zerohedge.com. Gold set to make history in 2024. This uh, article by Stefan Gleason via Money Metals. The gold market is poised to make history in 2024. It enters the new year with striking distance of new all-time highs. How high will gold go? Much depends on how low interest rates and the U.S. dollar go. The Federal Reserve ended its rate-hiking campaign last fall. It is expected to pivot towards monetary easing later this year. Election year. That should work to the benefit of gold and other hard assets. Of course, there remains much uncertainty surrounding the economy, inflation, and interest rates. If persistent inflation pressure force central banks to keep rates elevated, then stock and bond markets could tank, possibly taking down precious metal markets with them, at least temporarily. Yeah, never forget that. Uh, a great example of things not going in the you know expected tra the tra uh, trajection for precious metals pricing in an, an uncertain market is the uh, first quarter of 2020 
Uh, you saw a massive uh, downturn in the stock market and paper assets. Gold and silver went with them temporarily. And I would remind you that people tried to call and get product from me at that time when prices went low and there was no product. No one wanted to sell at uh, prices that low. So there will be, there will be valleys on this journey. It's not going to be up and to the right forever and always. That's not how things work. Uh, market volatility could also ramp up later uh, in the year around the presidential election. Yeah, well, you think so? <laughs> I think so, too. With partisan uh, prosecutors and judges threatening to jail the leading rival to incumbent President Joe Biden and some state election officials moving to remove former President Donald Trump from the ballot, questions about the legitimacy of the election are already being raised. Well, isn't that the point, right? Isn't that just to continue to inflame the the public, to keep us all at each other's throats. You, you guys see the triangulation here, right? It's like an abusive parent <laughs> keeping the kids fighting with each other, not actually taking care of anyone. I mean, you're, we're, we're long since past the days where the government, uh, anybody in the government cared about what happened to the American people. As a matter of fact, I mean, you even have people like Tucker Carlson have noticed in his book, uh, Ship of Fools, he's like, you can't have a country uh, survive that is run by people who hate it and hate the people. Some pundits are warning that something akin to a civil war could break out if the declared winner of the election is perceived to have stolen it. Well, you know, that's that's a great open question maybe we'll get into uh, on this program throughout this year as we open up 2024. Can can anyone that even has the perception of being an American and putting the country first, and I'm saying perception, because we're not talking about, if we're talking about Trump, we're not talking about the same thing. But I'm saying perception. Can you even govern? Every major government institution in Washington, D.C. is a wholly owned subsidiary of the globalist left. If you want to call them left or whatever they are, they're just kind of beyond things. They're, <laughs> they're, they're technocrats in waiting. That's a great question, isn't it? I mean, even if you had like a rock rib, real American leader, you know, are they really going to be able to even govern because of the massive built-in rot at the top. That's why I'm, I'm, I think there ought to be a better way to start the restoration pro, uh, pro, you know, progress of this country. And I, that should be a, there should be a better way to do that. And I mean, in the sense of starting from the bottom, maybe we're, maybe it's counterintuitive. Maybe at the top, maybe that's where the draw is and we never actually get anything done. Perhaps we should start at the local level. Maybe it's we've been doing this the wrong way. And I, I say that it's a rhetorical question because that's what I actually believe. You know, start at, start at the individual level with yourself and then work your way up. Uh, but it is, uh, it is going to be the, mo the loudest thing, right? It's going to be the, the most in-your-face a series of news events this year will be the election. 
Regardless of the outcome, larger questions loom about the ability of the political system to deal with the mounting debt crisis. Neither Republicans nor Democrats in position of power have any realistic plans to get spending under control, balance the budget, or pay down the debt. It will cost the government more than $1 trillion in 2024 just to make interest payments on the debt. Well, you know, you, uh, you have a trillion here and a trillion there. Sooner or later, you're talking about real money. <laughs> Folks, how long ago was a trillion seconds? You know, these are not numbers that the founding fathers or anybody with any sanity would come up with. A trillion seconds ago in time. It's 32,000 years. A billion seconds ago was 32 years ago. So a thousand times a billion is 32,000 years. Taxes can never be raised high enough to cover the massive obligations. And the political reality is that spending will never be cut and promised benefits will never be taken away either. An injection, and oh, excuse me, an inflection point is nearing. That's exactly, it is an inflection point. The U.S. government credit rating was twice downgraded by ratings agencies in 2023. Under our fiat monetary system, however, the Treasury Department can always, quote, borrow, unquote, more dollars into existence by dumping bonds into the, uh, the, to the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve in exchange for cash created out of nothing. Yeah, you want to know a real rabbit hole? You can't, first of all, it's not even real. The, the debt, it's just, unfortunately, it's, this, it's based on the system that we have. So you'd have to have like a completely new, you have to have like a reckoning in a completely new system. But in order to pay the current debt, you'd have to borrow more debt units, more currency, and therefore create more debt. It's it's snake eating its own tail. It's you talk about evil genius, the central banking system. You guys, I mean, it is it is not even close to being <laughs> to being a legitimate branch of anything in American life. It is the other. It is an imposter. The calls are coming from inside the house, right? It's it's the thing that's eating us alive and funding all of the murderous psychopathic politicians that have driven this country uh, off the cliff. Unlike the fiat federal reserve notes, precious metals are scarce. In fact, they face widening supply deficits in 2024. Major gold, silver, copper, pl uh, platinum, and palladium mines are struggling with rising operation costs and degrading reserves. As mining output is uh, hits a ceiling, demand for metals among industries, consumers, and investors continues to grow. Investment demand is a wild card for gold and silver markets. It surged following the COVID-19 outbreak, but softened in 2023 as higher interest rates lured savers into money market funds and rising equity markets diminished the perceived safe haven appeal of bullion. As that could change in 2024. The prospect of Fed rate cuts, election uncertainty, and gathering debt storm makes holding physical precious metals mandatory for those who seek to protect their wealth. 
Guys, you know the uh, philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer from the 19th century, the, the German. Uh, he wrote a, uh, a famous book. It was called The World as Will and Idea. But he had a, uh, a saying about the phases of the truth. The truth went through three phases. Uh, first, it is mocked. That's the first phase. It's mocked. The second phase, it's violently opposed. And the third phase that it's thought of is self-evident. <laughs> so what we're watching is in a little bit of that way, there's been so much emphasis, and it's very addictive, about these fake markets that have been put in place and the general public drawn into them after 1971, if you notice, after 1971, that's when we, uh, I think 1974 is when we got the IRAs and the 401ks and you started seeing, like you didn't see commercials on television, you know, look at this stock and get into this, you know, portfolio and ask your financial advisor. There wasn't any of that. The American dream was, was home ownership and, uh, you know, buying real estate. You could, you had a dollar that was supposedly as good as gold. You could you know, depend on that being a dollar in, you know, 20 years, you just put it away. You know, you got a little, you got a silver dollar here, or you've got a, you know, a, a, some, some uh, paper notes that you could exchange for the metal if you needed to. You had silver certificates. Again, there wasn't, the inflation wasn't there, but then it was, right? And you can't do those things anymore. So part of that was getting you into these other systems. And I'm not against owning stocks. I own some stocks. I like to buy a little bit of mining stocks. Uh, I've recently I've bought just some silver mining stocks because the, there's very few, there's very little silver mining going on. Most of the silver in the world's in landfills, folks. I mean, we don't have the silver really. It's I know it doesn't make any sense because you're looking at the price. You're like, why isn't the price you know $150 an ounce, Tony? Well, because there's powers way beyond me that actually control that. I don't get. I don't control that. Uh, all I know is what I think it should be worth based on history and, and uh, you know, even geologically, it's 17 to one, you know, for 17 ounces of, of silver to one ounce of gold. So even geologically, it should be something more like $100 an ounce, but it's not, right? It's not that right now. So we're going to see, I think, a revaluation of all things uh, in the coming years. And 2024, I think, will set the tone because we're already starting off with a bang. It's kind of reminds me a lot of what happened uh, in 2020. All right, so again, not investment advice. I'm telling you, this will be, gold will set its, this is an easy prediction. Gold will break its all-time high again this year, probably three to four times. It'll hit, it'll hit, it'll keep going because the 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 dam is breaking. And there's too much central bank demand. I mean, you'll never, you're not going to hear this on a financial network, okay? If you want to go follow Jim Cramer, <laughs> get you some FANG stocks or whatever. But gold will continue to do that. And it's not, it's not because that it's uh, the, you know, getting more valuable necessarily. But I don't think it's true value is placed on it because we don't really know about the physical markets. You really can't get a grasp on them until there is no more product. And that's a, it's a very thin veil between there. It's a very thin thing. Uh, right now, if, if 
you know, if, if there was a whale, like I mentioned earlier in the show, if there was a whale like Elon Musk, he could corner the silver market tomorrow. And he probably should because he needs that silver for all of his electric vehicles, supposedly, right? And there's, I mean, there's 40 pounds of, uh, even if you're just into de to defense stocks, there's 40 pounds of silver in each Tomahawk missile. They just blow them up. You know, again, that's uh, silver is it's in landfills. It's in computers. It's, it's in uh, circuit boards. It, it, nobody, nobody gets it out of there. It's not worth melting. It will be eventually but it's not right now and nobody's cornering that market. So we don't really know the value. I would just say things will take care of themselves and you can bury the truth for a while. Eventually it's going to come out. That's what it always does. <laughs> it, it rises and shines like the sun. And I think it will eventually, but right now you got a lot of sophisticated financial warfare going on. I was looking at the, uh, the chat I'm streaming over on uh, my Twitter on, on whatever that is now at Tony Arterburn, <laughs> uh, Jackson T Barrett. Like, Thanks for joining the show, Jackson. I wish I could get to all the angry tiger says, go Tony. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The interest payments is Jackson T Barrett. The interest payments we make to keep the scam going increases $10,000 per second. That sounds right. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's right. That's all these people. None of them, neither a Nikki or Vivek or Kamala are supposed to be mistaken for eligible to serve. That's exactly right. And I like your idea. Let the Rothschilds fund Israel. Well, that's what they did to set it up. And then look at the Balfour Declaration. <laughs> I don't know why. Why do they need my money? You know, in uh, Ukraine. I mean, it's I know that we're still sending fighter jets. That's why the time frame. I read this last year. The time frame for the the operating systems to come online and these pilots to be trained in Ukraine was like I think coming up like September of this year. So I, we've given a ton of weaponry. And so I don't know what's going to happen, but I would not relax posture on that and say, "Oh, it's all done." And t-shirt man's not getting more money. That means we're out of that thing. I don't know about that. I'm very skeptical. I want out but I'm not sure that that's exactly what's happening. Uh, I'm always, I mean, sometimes when you relax posture a little bit, it just gives them time to maneuver behind the scenes to make up a new excuse or do a false flag or something. So just keep your head on a swivel with Ukraine. That's not over. Just keep watching that. Keep your head on the swivel. All right. Let's jump around a little bit in the headlines. All right. I had, uh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit. It's, it's so hard to talk the election. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, it seems so boring to me. Like, like I, who's going to win? I don't care. I guess not. Um, are we going to get out of the wars? Are we going to secure the border? Are we going to bring the troops home? Are we going to have a dollar as good as gold? If not, then why, why, why am I, we didn't have that. I, I was excited in 2016. You want me to be excited again after I know what happened after that? What, am I supposed to get in a time machine? Or you, am I supposed to have amnesia to enjoy my the political process now? So all, I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine the other night, and I was like, do you realize as an entrepreneur, as somebody who understands just a little bit about markets and, and you know, how to attract followers and set up, you know, and advertising and everything, do, do you wish I, I wish I believed in this stuff. 
that you're seeing, like, it's just, you know, I got my, I'm ready for MAGA again. And I go, but, but it, it didn't happen. You know, we had four years and all I, all I heard was, well, he's surrounded. Well, he's surrounded. Well, he's surrounded. Well, well, unsurround yourself. You know, I mean, as a 19 year old kid, I had to go, they, I had to first fill out my will and then, you know, get, because I had nobody, I get my, my mother, you know, she's the beneficiary of my will and I get sent off to combat. And if I don't take care of business, you know, if I don't stand next to the person that, you know, that needs my help, if I don't go into that house that, ha- that the guy has grenades, if I don't, you know, return fire, if I don't do all the things, then I'm either a coward or I'm prosecuted and I'm no longer useful. And if I'm told to go rush a machine gun nest, I got to do that. Why do we let all these politicians not do their job and then they're somehow they're still heroes? But, you know, the ground troop just gets put into a, a no-win meat grinder and we're just, uh, well, you know, that was that was uh, their job. That's why they served, you know? And then we just had all these politicians are heroes. I don't get it. I mean, if you didn't do your job, go away. If you're too big of a coward to do your job, then go away. Why am I still following you? Why am I still why do I still care what you think? You didn't give it your all. You didn't you didn't risk it all. You didn't put up your your sacred honor, your life, your fortune. You didn't do that. So, I'm I'm sick of this election process because I have to go through it and do all the, you know, the triangle I had to go who, what, what is going to happen with Biden? I don't know. Are they going to replace him? Is he even real? Is, is Biden, is Biden, uh, do they get, is he a hologram in a basement? Does it even matter? I, I, these are open questions. I'm not saying I know everything. All right. We, let's talk about this, uh, black swan event. So much I wanted to go through. I even had an article up on Lou Rockwell. We're not going to be able to get to that. Maybe we'll do it in overtime. And by the way, it's freeworld.fm, folks, streaming live over on freeworld.fm. We got a lot of great shows for you this year. I'm going to come out with an app for it. I got some magnificent hosts. I see Angry Tigers over here. He's in the chat. Jason Barker's over on Free World. We love you guys. Thanks for supporting the network. We're building a, a lifeboat for free speech. and. This time next month, you guys won't even recognize what I'm, I'm going to put together uh, a lot of great stuff over there. And, and uh, Melissa's been helping, too. Uh, so we got we got good people, good team. All right, let me remove this and I'll put up the article. I want to talk about black swans. All right, let's see. Where is that? You know, I I go through this like I have so many articles open and I try to find it. It's a CBS article. One second. You would think I would you would think I would just have it right here, but I don't see it. Well, that's there we go. It's part of being your own producer. Well, that's not the one I wanted. <laughs> so hold on a second. This is, uh, how does David Knight do it with, uh, if, if Travis isn't there? That's what you got to ask yourself. All right, one second. I think it was just me with the amount of tabs I have open. All right, one second, guys. All right. You know, I've been talking about 
the the black swan this is something that is um this is something that has really been floating around in my wheelhouse for a while and let's get into what that means because it's it kind of goes back to what you ever listened to what donald rumsfeld said about it was the weirdest like stream of consciousness about there there are known knowns and there are known unknowns but there's also unknown unknowns (laughs) like if you if you've ever tried to break down that logic and this is the guy that you know he couldn't find uh 2.3 trillion (laughs) dollars he was having a hard time finding that 2.3 trillion dollars on september 10th 2001 you know they they got it they had this new accounting office opened up at the Pentagon, you know, we'll have a bunch of uh, new people. We're going to find that 2.3. We can't track it. Uh, but, you know, that's where, you know, the next day we didn't have to worry about it anymore because whatever hit the Pentagon. All right. This is uh, CBS investigative reporter predicts a 2024 black swan event amid global tensions. Uh, CBS News investigative reporter Catherine Harris foresees a possible black swan event in 2024 that could send shockwaves across the world. A black swan event popularized by statistician Nassim Tlaib in 2007 refers to a massive, negative, and unpredictable event that can cause widespread repercussions on politics, finance, national economies, and even global culture. Events similar to Tlaib's description include the Great Recession, Herridge, known for her work on national security issues, defined the event as an unexpected occurrence with widespread and significant consequences. In a recent episode of Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan on CBS News, Herridge stated her predictions for the new year. She stressed the dynamic threat environment facing many countries and that the extended period of heightened threat levels anticipated continue through 2024. She said, well, mine's a little dark. This is a quote. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of the black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact. That's very hard to predict, Harris said. She cited several factors that could contribute to the possibility of certain events happening. There are a number of concerns, concerns I have that factor into the explain and factor into that explain heritage not only this sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing the wars in israel also ukraine and we're so divided in the country in ways that we haven't seen before and i think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like north korea china and iran well maybe so but i think really it creates opportunities for our ruling overlords uh for the people at the top who are benefiting from this, this division. The contentious issues of influx of migrants on the southern border also adds to the issues. Speculations about potential catastrophic events have gained traction with sanctuary cities voicing concerns over the continuous influx of migrants and reports of illegal border crossers on the terror watch list reaching alarming levels. Political pundits added fuel to the fire by predicting doomsday scenarios should efforts to keep former President Donald Trump off the ballot in 2024 succeed. 
Commentators on X, formerly known as Twitter, supported the claims of Harridge and blamed President Joe Biden and his de facto open borders policy for endangering national security. Well, okay, let's let's take that for a second. Uh, what she's mentioning earlier about the you know, influx of migrants and and of course that you know the adversaries about Iran and, and North Korea and part of the that's the old axis of evil. You know they're going to get us. You got to fight them over there. You don't want to fight them over here. All that stuff, right? Well, what this is exposing is that the greatest threat we have are internal, right? These are like policies from people who care nothing about this country. They're just able to get there because they travel in the circle of the elites. They're approved. You know, they're part of the secret societies. They're part of the all the the apparatus of control. As my friend Charlie Robinson would say, the octopus of global control, they're approved. And of course, they're using weapons of mass immigration to wreck the fabric. And it's not, it's not just a demographic shift, it's potentiality. When you talk about black swan, well, well you know, you could have uh, weapons transferred over the border. You could have a suitcase nuke. You could have a dirty bomb. You could have all these all these things that could be transferred via just a loan, right? It's always the favorite of the uh, of the controllers of, of the shadow the shadow uh, government. They love the loan nut, right? The loan. It's by itself. It has no. It has no ties. Or if it has a tie, it has ties to things you can't find, like Al Qaeda. Right? It's like, where is Al Qaeda? Oh, it's everywhere, but it's nowhere. We found the passport. Uh, it was in the rubble at nine eleven. You know, jet fuel doesn't melt steel, but it does on that day. But also, it doesn't melt passports. <laughs> right? It's always the loan. Well, it gives them opportunity, and you add on top of that the border. The border is everything. Like the border exposes the lie of the war on terror. The border exposes the lie of COVID-1984. Hands down. The border completely exposes everything that is wrong and horrible and evil about the ruling class and how they're destroying us from the top down. But it also says, hey, you aren't able to stop this. It tells the grassroots that no matter who you elect, that we give you, right? Like in Texas, you're given Greg Abbott, who's a huge sellout, a globalist sellout, a person of no character who's laughed and made jokes about the open border of the United States, who instead of doing his job and being a man and stopping illegal immigration because you have the power and the authority and and the responsibility as governor of Texas— he does a political stunt for points and ships people to sanctuary cities. Well, thanks a lot, Greg. You know, I don't, I don't under, I know that that really translates a lot into to donations from people that I'm sorry, I don't know how you reach them anymore. They're so easily fooled. They're so easily placated by this, the left-right paradigm. You just sucked into it. I'm sorry, but it's just so weak, and it's it, it's in it's in a betrayal. That guy. It's a betrayal. You know, people, he got reelected how many times? Twice now. And, you know, during the scamdemic, he raised like $200 million to give to a, a company nobody had ever heard before 
took $200 million out of the Treasury, gave it to a company nobody had ever heard before out of Frisco, Texas, so they could create a system for contact tracing. But he can't do any... Oh, he's going to build a portion of the wall. I don't, I don't, we don't need a wall. You don't, you don't need a wall to stop illegal immigration, folks. You just need uh, troops, and you need the will to do it. And you got to be able to humanely, ethically, and lawfully say no. Right? You can you can do that. You can have holding centers. You can create a, a massive societal effort to say, we're not doing this anymore. If you have the will, it can be done, but they don't have the will. History will judge them. And I, if there is a future, it, we're watching the, losing the country piece by piece because you get these Republicans, I'm going to bust them over to Martha's Vineyard. Well, you know what? You're a total failure. You're a total, you're a coward and a failure. That's what you are. That's not political points. Look at what you just did. You you acquiesced. And instead of doing something, I don't know, responsible, you just wanted to get some headlines. And I think as this article goes on, and unfortunately we won't be able to get more, more into it, it really is it's just touching on the amount of illegal immigrants and Again, the black swan event. We may look back on this show and say, well, Tony was really onto something. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the the obvious. You look at the obvious, you look at the geopolitical chessboard, you know, pay attention to Taiwan. Probably not on the front burner, but it's on there somewhere. What does that mean for us? Well, nothing if we're a rational country because we already ceded Taiwan to the communist Chinese in 1979 when Brzezinski put it in writing on January 1st, uh, 1979. And Jimmy Carter put his signature over it. I don't know why, uh, I don't, why can I find that? But major commentators can't, I mean, well, this was a, this was a deal that was done. I mean, it was going back to when Nixon opened China and, and we were for a one China policy. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not for that. I'm just telling you what the policy of the government has been. So if they change on you, you got to ask why. Same thing with Ukraine. You know, you guys got to know the history of NATO. You got to know the history of, of of NATO expansion and what that means and what NATO is, what it is now, and what it was supposed to be, and how we need to be away from it. But we don't ever get out of it. And these are supra called supranational uh, government bodies that have been created, like the United Nations, like NATO that take our sovereignty out of, and they put tripwires for war everywhere. So you got to watch that really close. There are, there are tripwires. Treaties are tripwires. That's the reason World War I kicked off the way it did. They couldn't even stop it. You had the Kaiser, you know, like on the radio crying. He's got, he couldn't even stop his own army. Like he, he, he didn't really realize what he had done about three or four days into it, you know, with the von Schlieffen plan. You know, if you know history, it's it's like watching this is like kind of a nightmare. I remember reading a story about uh, William Tatunxa Sherman, you know, the General Sherman. He went uh, before the Civil War. He actually had to go and check into a sanitarium. He went he went nuts. Like he had he had a nervous breakdown uh, because he said, you guys don't know what you're doing. This is going to be so bloody. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. He just went out of his mind. And you have that famous quote from him about Ulysses S. Grant. You know, he's like, uh, uh, Grant stood by me when I was crazy, and I stood by him 
when he was drunk and now we stand by each other. You know, <laughs> it is something maddening to watch. All right, folks. Well, we're going to close out here pretty soon. I, I ought to plug. Thanks for the, for standing by the show. Uh, Beans and I, we, we've been busy. Uh, the crew at the shop hasn't been able to get to it because of the snow in Branson. So I've just had a lot of stuff going on on the front end this morning, but I wanted to do a live show. Make sure you guys uh, heard the, the stream on free world. I didn't want to leave that to chance first uh, show of the new year. So I hope it, I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for being here. Uh, Wolfpack.gold is our sponsor. Uh, precious metals, affordable, uh, delivered right to your door. We make it so easy. Uh, we send you a comparison invoice. We, we shop it for you. It's always a surprise, new stuff every single week. Uh, so go check out wolfpack.gold. Uh, also, you know, it's, it's a subsidiary of my company, Wise Wolf, which is direct sales of precious metals. We have two locations, one in North Texas, one in Branson, Missouri, uh, to serve you. And, and I, I'm just so humbled. We have so many great customers and, um, I'm always looking at ways to make things more efficient. So please, uh, if you are in the, the market for precious metals and you want to get out of those Luciferian bankster notes, uh, wisewolfgoldandsilver.com or uh, wolfpack.gold. Uh, let's see, I got about two minutes. Another thing, you know, going into this new year, we got election year. Uh, they're funding those 87,000 IRS agents. I've been with a company 20 years called Legal Shield. I set up a, uh, and I'm, I've also had my friend Charlie Robbins set up one too. He's been very successful with it. His audience is learning about it, but you can go to my link. It's uh, peoplesprotectionplan.com less than a dollar a day, right? Somewhere at a dollar a day, you can protect you and your whole family against uh, lawsuits. You can get unlimited access to attorneys. It's unlimited phone calls. They review your documents, protected on traffic violations. They set up your will for you. It's in all 50 states. You can use it in any state, even if you're traveling. Uh, and they also have the courtroom time. Uh, I've got like 400 hours of like prepaid court time if I'm ever sued. Uh, so that's just that my attorneys will call up the person and say, okay, well, I, my client's got 400 hours. Where do you want to start? Like we we got 400 billable hours court time uh, before we even start. So it's a great thing. This is to shield around your family, peoplesprotectionplan.com. I can't say enough good things about them, especially with the, the way that the, the federal government's going to be going after all of our transactions. I mean, they don't care about uh, Jeffrey Epstein's client list and all those people. And, uh, you know, the corporations that don't pay taxes and all that stuff, uh, they, they only care about your Venmo, $600 Venmo transactions. So that's why they got the, the army of IRS agents. So Legal Shield, peoplesprotectionplan.com. Go check that out. It's a great product. Uh, next week, Monday, same time, Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. I'll have a lot to talk about, uh, even more so than I did today. Precious metals, cryptocurrencies, what's going on with Bitcoin major monetary shakeups here in uh, in 2024. You guys have been great. I appreciate all of you. Uh, take care of each other. All right. End of transmission. <laughs>